I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the vibe. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member of MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined. As always, by my co-host, writer of Mavs.com, and lover of two guards coming off the bench. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I do love two guards coming off the bench. Not five, though, like Rick Legs. <laughs> but, so today, we're recording this on October 1st. Mm. October, one of the greatest sports months in the history of months. I love October. It's my birthday month. Hey! Um, but... I want to ask you a question. Are you into the fall-themed flavors? Like the pumpkin spice? Yes. So I'm not a coffee drinker, so I, I'm not, yeah, I don't, I I don't get into too. it. So, Do you like pumpkin-flavored anything? Pumpkin pie. I'm into pumpkin pie. Pumpkin-flavored okay, pie. <laughs> deeper question, warm pumpkin pie or cold? I'm a cold. I'm, a, I'm usually... Me too! I'm usually a cold dessert kind of guy. My wife laughs at me because she makes brownies, and I will wait for them to cool down and be lukewarm, because I like them lukewarm better than hot. Okay, now I'm not that weird. Isn't that weird? But, like that, This is a weird yes. like thing that I do. I'd rather I do have, like I'd, hot brownies. I'd rather put punk, I would rather put like apple pie in the fridge and let it cool down and like be cold oh, no. when I eat it. I don't know. It's just one of those things. When I go home, my mom is a massive cooker, and she cooks like cherry pie, apple pie, oh. and it, it looks like out of a magazine to where it's like the, I forgot what it's called, like it's crisscrossed up top. Yeah, yeah. it looks like it has a grate on top of it. Like, like oh, oh, man. I was like, this Dude, is it glorious. sounds so good. But I went over to my aunt's house on Sunday and she made like roast beef and mashed potatoes. And if you listen to the, if you listen to this podcast yesterday and it sounded like I really was really tired, it's because I just ate a whole bunch. <laughs> you just ate a ton of food. <laughs> so anyway, October start starts in, uh, normally back home in Kentucky, uh, it's like hoodie season. And it's like, oh my gosh, oh, yeah. hoodie, hoodie and shorts. Tweet at me if hoodie and shorts is like your favorite outfit. Yeah. Maybe if you're a 15 year old girl. That's stupid. No. <laughs> I love... <laughs> get off me. <laughs> um, I love... <laughs> Nothing wrong with being a 15-year-old girl. That Very true. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, Every girl in my high school wore, wore hoodie and shorts, though. I'm not talking like booty shorts. <laughs> I'm talking about like actual shorts. I wish you were. I wish you were now. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I wish October meant that uh, it was cooler wetter, weather uh, in Dallas, but no, it was like, I don't know, 90 degrees today and 90 tomorrow, and we have to wait until like November, December to get cold, but yeah. October's here. It's a great month, and uh, it is I'm cool. happy it's It here. is cooled down here in Florida from a ripe 95 to a, <laughs> a, uh, oh, stop. a seasonably cool 88. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we are right now. Anyway, there's your there's your Dallas and Florida weather report for the for the day. Uh, we also, don't have a China report because uh, I, I they should be landing at any time at this point. Yeah, well, 15 hours. So when was that picture taken that the Mavs posted when they were getting into the plane? I guess we could do the the math on it. I guess Eddie Sefko gave some updates uh, on his Twitter about his uh, time on the plane. I'm angry that plane. he gets to ride the plane and we don't. <laughs> we could be doing live podcasts on the plane. Oh, wouldn't that be the best? Wouldn't a plane podcast be awesome? Oh my gosh. Okay, they 
tweeted or they posted on Instagram off to China eleven hours ago, and it's now eleven sixteen p.m. Eastern time. So they'll be there at like five a.m. something. Gosh, four I don't or five a.m. Eastern. So it's too much math. I just know the airplane was absolutely <laughs> so ridiculous. By the time you're listening to this, they're probably there. Hopefully. <laughs> and uh, it's interesting to know. So the Mavs are on their way to, to China right now. They played two games against the 76ers. And the Sixers just played uh, Monday night against the Orlando Magic. We saw Mobamba's debut. Jonathan Isaac twisted his ankle, by the way. I was super upset about Bummer. that. Uh, I was hurts excited. the playoff chances. <laughs> I was excited to see them play. Uh, he gets to work on his, in his uh, side project, though. We like his side project. Yeah. He's a... He's a uh, a traveling minister. We'll put it that way. Why do you have to make it weird, Nick? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the Sixers are, have played a game, and so they're not even on, you know, not even en route yet. So I don't know if they're leaving yeah. tonight or whenever, but um, they played a game, and now the Mavericks are going to be already there. So I think they're going to have a little bit of an advantage in that first game on Friday because they're going to have longer time there. Uh, but we'll see. So uh, also. One of our listeners pointed this out to me, and I I wanted to write something about this. I'm not really sure where to go with it, so I'm just going to say it on the podcast right now. Um, one of our listeners, Alex Maldonado, when uh, I tweeted out Zach Lowe's league pass rankings, and the Mavericks were in there, and he complained about the you know the Mavericks logo and all their artwork and stuff, and how it's tired and needs to be fixed and everything. Ryan Klein, the guy that is uh, in charge of sort of the Mavericks relationship with China. He is, you know, the Dallas Observer did a story on him last year. Um, he's a guy that Cuban kind of handpicked to, you know, rebrand the team over there and to try to create relations. Anytime you see these tweets or these Instagram stories of, you know, Asian and, uh, you know, like Chinese Chinese people coming over and being, you know, given these like ticket packages and being able to meet Dirk and all this stuff, like super fans, the guy that had the, the 30,000 points video. What was that guy's name from last year? I can't remember. I can't remember what his name was, but he had that 30,000 jersey and he was hitting 30,000 shots of his own <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, any kind of relationship with with China like that, he's in charge of. He was interviewed by Chuck Cooperstein uh on Fox Sports Southwest Plus, which is what the Mavs versus Beijing Ducks game was on. Ooh. And in the interview, when Coop asked him what the new name of the, you know, Mavericks what the Mavericks' new name in, in Chinese means, it was something along the lines of, you know, Lone Ranger, Warrior, something like that. And he said, we wanted it to be a name that could work with any kind of logo. What do, hmm. you, take, what do you take away from that statement? Um, no comment. Oh, that's good. A rebrand, I think, is in the future of the Mavericks. Um, I think a massive rebrand when Dirk retires is in the future of the Mavericks. <laughs> when Dirk retires. <laughs> that's that's what they're going to wait for. They're not going to do a whole rebrand with Dirk still here. Yeah. Like the Dirk era will be sent off with a new some fresh Some fresh colors and jerseys would be cool. That would be awesome. So anyway, um, I just wanted to say that on the podcast to start out with. So, And real, real quick, uh, just check my Twitter. Eddie Sefko is reporting that DeAndre Jordan did not make the trip to China. Did they drop so, him off somewhere? That's interesting. How did he not make the trip? Uh, it says uh, Eddie Sefko from Dallas Morning News right now says it appears Maverick Center DeAndre Jordan did not make the trip to China for he's the like, Mavericks pre- preseason. He may games. have. I just cannot find him. <laughs> um, yeah, he did say Jordan, according to several contacts in Shanghai, 
Eddie, man. Eddie's got the sources in Shanghai. Um, also, was left behind for unknown health reasons. Oh, uh, no. So, and he did say it was not clear whether Jordan might rejoin the team in China or wait for them to return on October 9th. He's got like three days, right? So, anyway, whatever that means, I'm sure there'll be updates to this whole thing. But that was Eddie Sefko's tweet uh, at 1017 on October 1st as we record. Interesting. Interesting. Harrison Barnes also probably didn't make the trip. Um, I think, do we know if he made the trip or not yet for sure? No, no, I'm, no, I'm just, didn't. yeah, just assuming he didn't. So maps are already kind of, you know, uh, they don't have, they don't have their big guns <laughs> missing, missing two fifths of the starting lineup. That's not good. Yeah. All right. Today, what we're getting to is our, our player preview of JJ Bray and Devin Harris. As you can tell, we kind of have some extra space with this. <laughs> so we uh, did a pretty long introduction today talking about, you know, just some random news and stuff, but we'll be talking all about that. And we have, I have a lot of stats on them as far as their all time ranking within the Mavericks. So all time minutes played games, played points, you know, played as a Maverick and they're pretty high up. And so we'll talk about all those and see which one of these we think that they can pass. And maybe that'll have to do with our over under bet, um, coming up, but we'll do that as, as always with all of these, you know, player previews will do the biggest storyline, the best case and worst case scenario for each player. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, the biggest storyline surrounding J.J. Barea and Devin Harris going into the 2018-19 NBA basketball season. All right, Isaac, J.J. Barea and Devin Harris, I feel like they're – storylines are really combined you know the, the storylines surrounding them are kind of you know they're the veteran leaders they're coming off the bench they're going to play the, you know they're going to play next to each other they're going to be doing the backdoor cuts that we love so much that you know they're going to be mentoring the younger players it's kind of their role and i think the biggest storyline is is something that we're just not going to see very often unless somebody does a feature or a story on them yeah it's my like we've been we've been calling a storyline our biggest question and my thing for them too is can they continue it can they continue what they did last season because especially looking at JJ Barea JJ Barea had a crazy season last year off the bench and that whole they like he was the catalyst for that whole bench unit that we made fun of as far as like what names people were coming up for and like all these different things we were trying to we try to think of a name for that bench unit but we uh there's a bunch of stuff throughout there but like that was jj like was the head of that and the season he had some people labeled as the best season of his career yeah and however you feel about that and but just at his age and the season that he put up could he you know can he continue that you know, farther. Can he continue at this season? And for Devin, Devin had, you know, a good solid season too. And I mean, Denver obviously wanted him for a playoff push. They didn't make the playoffs, but they, they did want him Uh, a guy like him away (laughs) off their, off their bench. And so like now he comes back and there were some, you know, I think there was some mixed feelings from Mavs fans about bringing Devin back and, they should have threw, you know, a flyer, just bringing it back on this one-year deal, you know, minimum deal, all this stuff. Like, could they have did that with a, a younger guard and, uh, you know, threw a flyer at somebody else? Yeah, they could have, but uh, they didn't, and there's reasons behind bringing Devin back, and 
with both of them together, yeah, that's my biggest question is can they continue that their effectiveness off the bench from last season and can that roll over to this season to where this team is you know supposed to be a lot better because we joked a lot last year of saying man this would have been a perfect bench unit for like a really good like playoff team yeah and how many playoff teams would have you know wanted that type of bench unit of the Mavericks last year so can they continue that to next season uh, another storyline I think that goes with um, Devin Harris is the um, when he was on the road tripping podcast with Richard Jefferson and uh, Channing Fry, where he talked about how he got more coaching offers this summer than he got, you know, playing offers. So the, the storyline surrounding him is where is his next spot? Is it in Dallas? Is it somewhere else? Is it with a college? You know, he talked about Wisconsin where he played college basketball. You know, he just talked about all kinds of things like that. So is he preparing himself to, for his next career and how you know how does he do that over the season that's not necessarily something to do with his playing career but for him you know what's next for for Devin Harrison is he is he thinking about that more so than you know I guess maybe playing or, or whatever because like that De- Devin never moved his family like when he went to Denver like they all stayed here yeah. for all I know of uh, you know his girls and like all that stuff and just you know coming back it's like a family thing you know for Devin here and everything but like the if we like to lump them two together, <laughs> yeah. but but I think there's two solid differences also, and I'm not trying to undersell the um, the flip side on either one of these. But JJ's biggest presence or biggest contribution is going to be on the court, where Devin's is off the court. Yeah, and they and they they complement each other in opposite ways uh, of each category. As far as Devin, it, Devin's leadership. Like if you told me pick one guy on this team that is that would be the go-to guy leader for any young player on this roster, I would pick Devin Harris over anybody. That's over Dirk. That's over Wesley Matthews. That you enter the veteran on this roster. There is a difference when we say, and I'm trying. I'm going to try to thread <laughs> tread this lightly here of how the best way to say this. Um, the leadership. Or the mentorship <laughs> that Dirk and JJ can bring is different than the impact of leadership that Devin and Wes can bring. Uh, if you're tying the knots of this, of how they can connect with some of these younger guys, Devin connects. Um, Devin can connect. I think Devin connects with some of these younger guys um, in a leadership mentor type of way that maybe JJ can't. And that. Yeah, the leadership think, with Devin. I think Devin they, still, I think the they court. still do though. They're still effective. They still. I don't think, oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, they still not do saying for that sure. They're not effective. You know, he's not saying that JJ and Dirk aren't effective leaders. They're effective in their own way. But I feel like Wes and Devin are more of the. Let me put my arm around you. Let me go stand next to you and, yes. and work you through a play and like actually and talk you through something. Whereas Dirk and JJ are kind of more the lead by example kind of guys. Lead, yes, exactly. Lead by example and everything, and and there is a comfortability with that. You know, Devin is the type of where like a young guy would call up and be like, "Bro, what is you know what do I do in this situation?" Blah 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 blah. You know, Devin is the type of you know person that's going to go and put your arm, put his arm around you know a young guy like Dennis and be like, "This is what you're going to do. You need to do this, do this, point on the court, and all this different stuff." Not saying JJ and Dirk doesn't you know don't do that, but there's just a there's a different leadership aspect that they bring. And Devin, like I said, if I had to pick one leadership part of that or a leadership guy on the team that more players would go to, it'd be Devin. So 
his biggest impact is in that area. But I'm not trying to undersell his impact on the court too because he does bring some solid things on the court and we'll talk about it in a little bit. But those are the biggest differences between JJ and Devin. And JJ Barea, you know, by all intents and purposes, is going to be a coach for the you know Puerto Rican team after he's done too. Yeah. He coached a uh, a team in the Puerto Rico league last summer. I'm not. I don't think he did it this summer. I think he was pl- he was busy playing and you know helping with relief efforts and things like that. But last summer, <laughs> there's a post on Maps Moneyball somewhere. I think it was like one of my first posts on Maps Moneyball. Uh, JJ Barea's coach or JJ Barea, the owner of the team that JJ Barea coaches for in Puerto Rico, came out of the stands and punched a ref in the. <laughs> in the face uh so go google that it's maps moneyball somewhere so there's a video uh yeah it's it's kind of funny but yeah jj JJ, you know is has coaching experience as well so he um and maybe we don't see the times when jj bray does like try to walk a player through a play and things like that we just don't see it because he's too busy playing (laughs) right now he's playing a little bit more so all right there you go that's some of our Biggest storylines surrounding JJ Bray and Devin Harris. Do you uh, another big storyline around Devin Harris? I think could he get traded again? No, I, I mean <laughs> you think that's it. Like, you think that's it? <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's it. And they they really did want him back. And yeah, let's <laughs> leave that at that. Yeah, and we were calling it all summer. We were we were call, that was a shot that we were definitely calling all summer. From the moment they made the trade. <laughs> also, Devin on that um, Road Driven podcast also said, uh, Richard Jefferson asked him how many people had five stints with one team, and they were laughing about it. You know, he was joking, but Devin said it's actually four. And I was like, wait, four? And uh, he had a free agency year in between the 2013 14 season. Uh, so he's he's <laughs> come back to the Mavericks now four times. <laughs> In That's ju- insane. June of 2004, he was traded to the Mavericks on draft night with Christian Leitner and, and Jerry Stackhouse for Antoine Jameson. Then in July 2013, he signed as a free agent with the Mavericks. Then he re-signed in July of 2014. So he just signed that one-year deal, then back with the Mavericks, re-signed. And then in 2018, he signed back with the Mavericks after he got traded <laughs> to crazy. Denver. So he's he just loves being here. You, you can never question that about Devin Harris. Yeah. All right, when we come back. We'll talk about some of the biggest milestones coming up in their career and who's ahead in seasons, games played, points, assists, all that kind of stuff. More best worst case scenario and then one of our over-unders coming up. Coming up right now. Okay. Seasons played. I tweeted this out a little while ago, but just to remind everybody, um, JJ and Devin are both about to start their 10th season with the Mavericks this, this year, which is kind of weird because both of them, you know, kind of started their career at the Mavericks and then went away for a little bit and then came back. <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot of parallels with them, which is kind of uh, interesting. Devin obviously had more success than JJ when he left, but they both came back. They're each starting their 10th season. Only four players have uh, played more seasons for the Mavericks than JJ and Devin. And that's Dirk, who's going to play his 21st season, which is an NBA, you know, going to be an NBA record and everything. Brad Davis, 12. Derek Harper, 12. Rolando Blackman, 11. Which player do you think could pass Brad Davis and Derek Harper? You know, so they would play this next season and then two more seasons and then maybe a season after that. JJ or, JJ. De- or Devin? You think JJ? I think JJ's the only one. Yeah, uh, I think JJ. There's a lot, like... Do you have games played too? Yeah. Okay, that's coming up. That that's what 
I wrote a whole piece last year on how JJ Perez should be, uh, his number should be retired. And some people thought it was stupid and like all of a sudden, I don't care what you think. But um, there's just where he stands on some of these franchise all time stat boards for the Mavericks is insane. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess he, I would say I would pick him over Devin. Yeah. But I don't think he lasts that long either, though. Yeah, that'd be a lot of seasons. He'd be, what, 37? <laughs> 36, yeah. 37. It's not somebody that's going to, I don't think, last too long. Um, currently, right now, J.J. Barea is sixth all-time in Mavericks games played. He needs 56 games to pass Michael Finley to move into the top five in games played as a Maverick. And I think he might have an outside chance to move up to four, maybe. Yeah, I don't have the whole list in front of me. I'm pulling it up right now. But, okay. but yeah, he's he's very close to passing, to moving into the top five. Devin Harris needs 79 games to pass Jason Terry for sixth all-time. Um, and currently in sixth right now is uh, is where J.J. Beret is. So there's, yeah. a, there's an asterisk next to that. Um, but J.J. Beret played 69 games last year. Devin Harris only played 44 games. He obviously got traded. But both of them dealt with some injury problems too. So – some of these records, we have to, you know, make sure that we consider that as well because um, they are, you know, older guys. It's, you know, they're veterans for a reason. <laughs> but just the just the fact that I mean, if he plays at least fifty six games, which you know, hopefully JJ does. That, I mean, that's huge. I mean, he's going to move. When we think of when Mavericks fans think of, you know, the all time greats for the Mavericks, and you know, obviously we don't have a ton of titles like the Lakers and all this stuff, but like. Dowhard Mavericks fans, we start thinking of the Brad Davis, like the legends of the Mavs. We think of Roe, we think of Harp, we think of Brad Davis, like these guys as these like walking pillars of the franchise. And, you know, I like JJ is one of them. Like <laughs> JJ's gonna go down as one of those because like he's gonna be I mean, he's gonna be a top top five player in games played on the champion on the only championship that you've had. Yeah. So like, he's gonna be one of those walking pillars. And even though if you don't want, you won't like him, be like, oh, he's never all star. He's never top twenty player in the league. Never all this stuff. When you could make that case for you know Harp or even look at Mark Aguirre or some of those guys. But like, in my opinion, JJ's right there with those guys. When when it's all said and done, he's gonna be right there with those guys. JJ would need two hundred and ninety five. Oh, okay, games played to pass for Lando Blackman, so I don't think that's going to happen. That would be no, but he'll let's pass. See, if he played eighty-two games, that's three and a half seasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't but think still. that's going to happen. But yeah, so he he's probably this season going to move into top five all time uh, and pass Michael Finley, who is like <laughs> a maverick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like you said, one of those pillars. So uh, minutes played. Currently, right now, Devin Harris is sitting at 14th with 11,390 minutes. He is 834 minutes away from Sean Bradley for 13th, and he played 807 minutes last season in 44 games. So that's possible that he can move up to 13th. That's not super huge. JJ Barea, he has played 10,869 minutes. He's 17th all time, which is kind of interesting considering that they're both, you know, the, the amount they've played the same amount of seasons, but. Devin Harris has played a lot more minutes um, yeah. than JJ has. But JJ, or JJ's there were probably... so many of those years, though, that Devin, I mean, Devin came in and was a starter. So, like, right. You know, those teams, that was never really JJ's role. JJ is probably going to pass Sean Marion, Jay Vincent, and 
uh, well, <laughs> in 14th is Devin Harris, so he's probably not going to pass Devin Harris. But uh, and then mm, pa- and then probably Sean Bradley as well for minutes played. Um, he needs 1,355 minutes to pass Sean Bradley, and uh, he played 1,600 last year. So he's probably going to do that. He's probably going to move into you know thirteenth all time in minutes played. Um, so he's just, he's moving up on all these different charts and boards. So minutes, games, seasons, he's up there. We'll move on to points. Um, JJ is fourteenth all time in points. You know, scored for the Mavericks. Devin Harris is fifteenth in points. So they're right there, neck and neck, next to each other. Um, JJ needs one hundred and seventy nine points. To get to 5,000 points. Devin Harris needs uh, 360 points to get to 5,000 points as a Maverick. Hmm. So, they're close close to that. Uh, JJ Barea, if he he scores 437 points, he'll pass Jason Kidd for 13th all-time. And if he scores 839 points, he would pass Jim Jackson for 12th all-time. So, he's inching up two two seasons, and he's going to get in the top 10 in points as a Maverick. Another crazy milestone. And and that's wild because he, J.J. Barea, has only started 87 games in his career as a Maverick. <laughs> and he's not going to probably start it, anymore. In 10 seasons. Man. So he close uh, as, you know, those are points for the Mavericks. As assists, J.J. Barea is currently 10th all time with 2,118 assists. He needs 45 to pass Mark Aguirre for 9th. Um, Devin Harris is right behind him with at a 11th all-time for the Mavericks with 1,602 assists, so he's pretty far behind J.J. He's probably not going to pass him, <laughs> obviously. Um, and then J.J. also, with 275 assists, he could pass Michael Finley for 8th all-time in assists as a Maverick. Um, and then he's 406 assists away from Jason Terry in 7th. Last season, he had 434 assists in 69 games. So that seems possible. It seems like he's probably going to Jump into seventh all time for Mavericks and assists for that one too. A uh, couple more of these. I know these are kind of boring to listen to, but they're just kind of amazing. Uh, Devin Harris is eighth all time in Mavericks steals. He has 524 steals. He's 144 away from Rolando Blackman for seventh. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> no. That's a lot of steals. Uh, Three pointers made. JJ Barea is seventh with 526. He's 43 threes away from Nash in sixth and 179 from Harper in fifth. Uh, and he made 115 last year in 69 games. Hmm. And we're thinking that'll probably go up. So he's definitely going to pass Steve Nash this year if he plays enough games. Yeah. Which is wild to think about. Devin Harris is uh, 11th with 368 game, uh, 368 threes made. He is one three away from from George McLeod in 10th. So he's going to move into top 10 all time. And he's 14 threes made away from passing Vince Carter. Vince Carter is ninth on the Mavericks all-time three-pointers made. He played two seasons. I don't even know what to make of that. That's so <laughs> weird. Wes Matthews is uh, currently eighth. Hmm. In Mavericks, all-time three-pointers made. He'll move up that probably. So there you go. That's the uh, that's all the milestones. I think some of, some of those are the best case. We kind of talked about the best case with the leadership and you know things like that. Do you have anything else to say with best case? Um, best case for either one of them. Yeah, either one of them. Um, just that looking at you know I looked at some synergy stuff and for both of them and. Uh, JJ Brad had one category in which he was excellent at, and that was spot up shots. Um, 
something else to something else to mention. JJ Bray led the team last year in assist at yeah. six point something per game. I have two uh, stat things for you. Last year, do you know how many players? JJ Brea started ten games last year, if I'm correct. You can double check me on that. But sure. Pretty sure he started <laughs> ten games last year. I'll believe you. So, question or how many players in the league started less than eleven games Ooh. and averaged eleven points at least eleven points and six assists a game? Gosh. How many players? I'm gonna guess none. How many? How many players started less than eleven yeah, games? Yeah, less than eleven games, and and averaged at least eleven points and, and six, at least six assists per game. The only, I mean, the only guys I can think of like is Lou Williams and Eric Gordon, but I don't think they're gonna have assist numbers like that. There was one, one player, JJ oh. Barea. Oh, okay. It's like one other <laughs> player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. One player did that. JJ Barea. Taking it a step farther, do you know how many players just flat out averaged at least 11 points and at least a six assist? Uh, Like 20. 17. Wow. Just 17 players in the league in the NBA averaged at least 11 points and at least six assists per game. JJ Barrett, that just speaks a little bit into in the fact that there were there was zero, you know, no bench play in the league that averaged over eleven points and over six assists per game, except for JJ Barrett last year. Um, it was a good season. He had a crazy season last year, and it's just can he, you know, can he keep that up and all that stuff? With Devin, guess that you're gonna laugh at this, and this just speaks to the uh, guess how many charges drawn. <laughs> No, well, this speaks to the um, the accuracy of synergy. Can you guess the one uh, offensive category in which Devin rated an excellent in? <laughs> cutting. Cutting. Yes, <laughs> correct. Uh, he was an excellent <laughs> cutter last year. Uh, he was in the 90th percentile in the league at cutting uh, 1.5 points per uh, points per possession. So. Excellent at that. We we know the backcourt, you know, the backdoor cut with JJ Brea. We feel like we can all see it coming. I feel like all Mavs fans can always see it coming, but the opposing team can never see it coming. And it's just one of those things as a Mavs fan, you're just like, Yes. There it is. Like <laughs> there's like there's there are two plays, the Dirk trailing three. Even like cause Dirk just doesn't do the one foot fadeaway that much anymore because he's just he does little, it, but know? he doesn't stick his knee out, so it doesn't look like yeah. it. So it's really right now there are two plays that just bring a natural smile, and that's the trailing three from Dirk, and that's the backdoor cut from JJ the Devin. Like those two right there, like any Mavs fan, I don't care who you are, that just makes you feel good on the inside. It's like it's like an old school smile, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, the other excellent category for for Devin was guarding the pick and roll ball handler, uh, because mm. we've talked about his defense, and um, you you mentioned him drawing charges and all that stuff because his. He's always been super impressive as a multi-positional uh, defender as a guard, and we've seen him. You know, we've seen him guard threes, we've seen him guard ones, twos. You know, anywhere through there, and just his leadership. You know, being able to teach these Dennis Smith juniors, being able to teach now a Jalen Brunson. I mean, Jalen Brunson, come on, man! You come into a system like Dallas, yeah, right? <laughs> the system that's going to be like that is literally built to have this like JJ Barea type of guy that you're you should look to be in your career, and you get to play behind JJ and Devin and learn from these two guys. 
I mean, come on. I mean, that's you get to fly is... all the way to China with those dudes in a freaking like <laughs> shoot on mobile a club. <laughs> um, but here's the thing: I, w- I just want to mention this uh, real quick about Devin. There's not many other options on the roster for his minutes at the two. So that like that second unit we've talked about is going to be JJ. It's going to be Devin, Dwight Powell, Dirk, and probably Dorian Finney-Smith until Brokoff beats him out, probably. Um, Or at least what Nick and I think. Yeah. But the thing with Devin being that two guard, last year we had Yogi. And Yogi was great. Like the past, you know, however long we've had Yogi. I I never forgot how long he was with us. A year and a half or? Barely, yeah. It was, yeah, something like that. After that, we had Seth Curry. (laughs) We waited forever for Seth Curry to come back. Like in, in... you know, this last year or the year before, we're like, oh my gosh, we have all these different guards. And even going into the summer, we were like, hey, you know, Nick and I were like, they're bringing Devin back. But then there was another scenario of like, well, dang, do we even need him? Like, there's like Yogi. There's, and what if we bring Seth back? Like, because we thought, you know, hey, yeah. Yogi might come back. Well, you know, all this different stuff. And it's just, bam, like, Devin's here. <laughs> you know, and we drafted Brunson. It's like, but like, the whole thing with Devin is, there's not many options after that because Yogi and Seth are gone. I don't think Brokoff's ready to play the two. I don't think he can play a two right now. So like, I don't think he's quick enough. Yeah. So like, outside of that, you're looking at Jalen Brunson. Brunson just ain't ready yet. So like, he he's gonna take time. So, but even if if they didn't draft Jalen Brunson, where would this guard? Where would this team be with guards? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like Wes is gonna be probably a full time two now because of Luca and you know Harrison Barnes and. Then Luca will probably he'll probably see some of those backup minutes at two. That that'd be my guess because we've seen him play all over the place. He's there's just so many fours and fives on this team. Uh, I'm, I'm working on the Maxi Kleba preview, and I'm like, man, he's just got he's got his work cut out for him to try to carve out a place in this rotation because there's just so many bodies. You know, there's just so well, many. Well, I tell you what's going what's going to be super hard, and we we even saw it in the one preseason game. It's going to be hard for people like. Myself and you and fans and everybody to say who look on the court and say who's playing what position. Yeah. <laughs> the only way you're going to define that is Luca dribbling up if he's like because that's what we define as point guard and then like who they guard defensively of like okay well this player's on Chris Paul so that means he's the point guard right now when well, that's really not the case because I'm not yeah, it's probably West, gonna be Wes <laughs> Wes Matthews on him stuff like that so like good luck trying to figure all that stuff out like when they had Luca and Vinny Smith in there. As the only bigs, it's like, well, who's playing center? It's like, we said center, but like for Luca, but you know, so like, good luck figuring all that stuff out. They're just, it's literally what Nick has been saying of like, there's no more positions. It's like guards, wings, and like bigs. It's, and really like, guards and wings can kind of go together sometimes. Like, yeah, there's like point, there's like lead initiators, and then there's like secondary initiators. It's kind of, yeah, it's like the Wes Matthews of the world. Like, he could be a guard, but he's like a wing too. So it's, so anyway, it's uh don't I don't want fans to really like freak out about the whole positional thing like oh this player is playing this position all this stuff and that's that's whatever. There yeah. is a potential shooting guard out there that you know might become available that that declined his qualifying offer tonight. <sighs> Patrick McCaw he can't hit a three though. Bullcrap yeah he can. <laughs> he did not like shoot well last year but. Yeah, he's available. He's definitely available. He's he's gone the Nerlens path right now, to be honest. How do we know who's had more success? Him or Nerlens? 
He's at uh, least played in the finals. Yeah, he's played in the finals, so that automatically. I've, puts him I, in. For some reason, I'm a fan of Pat McCall. I've been a fan of him. I wish we could have got him over the offseason. I mean, that would completely help the guard depth right now. You know, the yeah. wing depth. It's just somebody else would have to go. So like. Yeah. No, they like I texted you earlier today. They just had to send Spalding to that two way spot. Daryl Macon would just be a Texas legend. Okay. A full time Texas legend instead of a two way Texas legend. I mean. Yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry, man. By the way, I saw somebody on Reddit post that Daryl Macon is a Steph Curry starter kit. Uh, what's our next topic on the pod? <laughs> Let's just do our over-unders, and then uh, I don't think I have anything for worst-case scenario. Besides injuries, no. worst-case scenario for the – I mean, there's really no variance for them. Worst-case um, scenario for, like, De- like the, it doesn't really – I don't want to say it doesn't matter for Devin because, like, they're just not banking. and Like, we're not dying over Devin Harris's, you know – statistical season right now yeah no jj berea having a super down year or like really aging really quick uh would put a like would put a small dent on him because he does lead that second unit and i don't think brunson is there yet so him aging quick especially like getting off to a really slow start at the very beginning i think it would hurt hurt a little bit but do you okay true or false best case scenario for them is that jalen brunson takes their position in the, in the rotation not this year but like he plays well enough so that he overtakes them in the in the rotation would that be best case scenario for them for them or brunson i mean just for brunson yes not for them <laughs> i mean in general um, Best case scenario for no, the Mavericks. No, I like that. I like having the, that veteran cohesion together. And, yeah, and it's different when veterans actually play than if they're just there on you know on the bench. Exactly. Having Devin Dirk, uh, Dirk and JJ um, with whoever they put in that second unit, Dwight, Maxi, Dorian, Brokov, whoever it is, I that's going to be a fun second unit to to root for. For sure. All right, you want to do an over under? Oh gosh, I don't I don't have one written down because I just didn't know what to put. I don't really know what to put either. Um, I mean, we could do assists for JJ. Um, really, I wish you could pull up how many charges Devin took, and we could put the over under <laughs> charges. That'd be great. Um, we don't have an under over under for JJ and Devin. No, we'll skip them. <laughs> we'll just leave it as for starters or something, or we'll we s- might. Just a big I don't know. Name. Just We're going to definitely do a three-point uh, percentage for Dorian Finney-Smith. but I also didn't mention that Carlisle does want to limit their minutes to you know around 20 or so or, or less than 20. So we're not going to see you know a whole ton of, of either of them, which yeah, kind of limits the rotation too. But And Brunson's going to get his time. Like mm-hmm. Devin and JJ are going to set out games. That is going to, whether it's just a small tweak in something, like, oh, he's just going to set out a game or two or something. And then Brunson can play both of those guard positions. So, like, he'll just plug into that JJ. He'll plug into that Devin role, whatever, whoever is deciding to set out, you know, or whoever's setting out for injury. So, like, he will get his minutes and be fine. It's just when they're fully healthy, I think they'll get the majority of the minutes, and Brunson will just be that, like, third guard. For sure. There you go. That's our preview of JJ Brea and Devin Harris. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom.